following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Welcome to Radio Law Talk. I'm your host, Frederick Penny, with Todd Kunin and our producer, Cal Hunter, three-time Emmy Award nominee but never a winner. He should have figured that out when he goes to the nomination uh, uh, dinner and they put him in the back and tell him that he has to help take down chairs at the end that he's not going to win. <laughs> Let's see, Cal, when you walk in, they say, oh, yeah, your seat's back here in the back, and afterwards the chairs are going to be taken down. If you could help us out. Uh, that's a clue, Cal, you're not going to win the nomination or win an Emmy. I thought it was a clue that I might win because, you know, he who is greatest among you, let him be the greatest servant of us. Oh. So I thought, well, I'll serve everybody and maybe I'll get him. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never even Well, close. the worst part is during during the show, they ask you, uh, Mr. Hunter, we need a couple extra chairs in front. <laughs> exactly. Can, can you get them for, the, for Peter Jennings from ABC up in front? Get Pete a chair, would you please? And yeah, you only get one. To, can I bring my beautiful wife, Donna? No, oh, it's no. just you. You're uh, in the back. If you're willing to pay, you can bring her. <laughs> That's exactly. Right. That's when you know you're not going to win an Emmy. Exactly. That's okay. Exactly. We're going to get one for you. Radio Law Talk's goal in life, and we keep we adding more and more affiliates every every single week. It seems like, or every we like I said, we we set a record. We had 16 new affiliates in one week, yep. and we're trying to get that record again. But my whole job in life is to get you your Emmy. And we're going to do everything we can, Cal, to get you. you the Emmy. And those of you who are out there listening, please write the uh, Emmy people. I don't know who they are. Say, Cal needs a producer. National Emmy. Academy of Television Arts and Science. <laughs> but see, that's not television. What, what, what's, well, what, no, well, what's radio then? Well, it would be a Marconi or something like that. Okay. I'll have to look that up. I don't know. I, I've never applied, you know, never been nominated for a radio award for obvious reasons. <laughs> yes. So we're, we're going to try to help you get something. Or maybe okay. even the Emmy. Maybe they'll be it'll be back from the time that you were a newscaster. Oh, that'd be nice. So here, here's what's going on today. We're going we're going to have uh, Mark Altimos on from Cohen, Feely, Altimos, uh, and Rambo. No, how do you say Rambo? Todd, just do a Rambo one. Rambo? Rambo. Wow. Mark, does he have like knives and guns in his, in his, in his office? Uh, it's a her, actually. It's just, oh, <laughs> well, it's a female have, Rambo. You know, Fred, you can have female Rambos. That's right. I'm, does she have... Uh, like knives and guns and like 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 you know. Did she cut herself in the arm and sew it up with dental floss? That's what I want to know. <laughs> That's the you know, she, Kelly doesn't need knives and guns. Just her look. Oh, she's uh, gonna. Ooh, she's you like. Guys know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, right? that like I'm coming after you look. Yeah, that's all you need. Uh, okay, Kelly, <laughs> Kelly Rambo. Kelly, I apologize, but but, but Rambo's a, a, a male on the TV, so I don't know. But Kelly, Kelly, uh, it sounds like you're the backbone of Cohen, Feely, and Altimos, so that's all that matters, right? It's like Denise Dirk. Denise Dirk. I mean, having, having a Rambo is always a good thing. Um, it's good to have a Rambo on the letterhead. It makes you sound tough, right? Yeah, do they walk in? Sometimes, seriously, we'd like to hire you. Uh, <clears throat> do you... Is it okay if we hire the Rambo instead of you, Mark? Do they ever say oh, that? Man. Like, excuse me, do you mind if we hire Rambo? Yeah, they they do that all the time, and it's quite difficult for me to to take when they do that. So, <laughs> <laughs> what, I tell them, what I tell them is this: I said, look, if you need somebody to fashion a crossbow and arrows out of sticks you find in the jungle, or to go into a dark tunnel infested with rats and water. That's my partner, Kelly. There you go. <laughs> awesome. We've got to meet her. I've yeah, never met great. her. Yeah. That would be great to meet her. Today we're going to talk about uh, Trump asylum restrictions, the latest court ruling. The NRA uh, is suing San, yep, San Francisco, and the NRA don't get along. Nope. Ready for that? Kelly, there's got to be something. You hit. Be prepared to hit some sort of, like, you know, the odd, the odd couple. No, <laughs> not that one. Don't do that one. Do something else. San Francisco and the NRA not getting along. Mm. What, what do you got there? Uh, I'm, I'm just, oh, wait, how's this? Are you serious? There you go. That's one. We're going to talk about the NRA suing San Francisco. The San Francisco uh, is now saying that the NRA is what? A terrorist organization. Mm. 
Yeah. That's taking it just a touch far. Even though we're not political here, I'm going to say yeah. it. I'm going to say it. That's taking it a touch far, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to see what happens. And whether or not, okay, so they say that. Does that mean that they have the right to sue them and say they can't say that? That's an issue, too. And then we're going to get to the Mercedes-Benz, if we have time, lawsuit against street artists. Believe it or not, Mercedes-Benz is suing street artists on using the Mercedes-Benz logo. Oh, the star. Yeah. 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 So we're going to talk about that. But um, don't forget, we're talking about general topics of law. General topics of law means you do not go to the court and, and tell them about what we said at Radio Law Talk. You do not take what we say and try to uh, figure out your case concerning uh, about what we discuss. We do not give legal advice. Go seek a local attorney in your area for any issues you have. If you want to tweet us, tweet us at Radio Law Talk. Um, and also, we do have an Instagram page. We have a Facebook page. It's all Radio Law Talk. So, so go online and do that. For example, if you're looking for a lawyer or an attorney in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, or there Allentown, you, you would go see Mark Altimos and his partner Rambo. That's right, and partner Rambo. Forget <laughs> the other two. That's right. So before we – let's just roll, Cal. Let's roll into – can we? do we have enough time to, to set it up? I think we can set let's it up. Let's set it up. Now it's time to play Case or No Case. Yeah. All right, folks, I'm going to take you now, as promised, to New York State, where a person, actually a couple, bought a house only to discover afterward that it had a reputation for being uh, for being haunted and allegedly had a poltergeist in the house that made everybody in it uncomfortable. Again, this is the reputation of the house. The purchaser said, wait a minute. I'm pretty certain this is in violation of New York real estate disclosure laws. And nobody told me the house had a ghost. And so they sought counsel. And so I ask you, case or no case? I know the facts are a little bare, but or shall we say ghostly? But I'm going to start with you, Mr. Kunin. What say you? Should a person have told a real estate purchaser that the house had a reputation for having a poltergeist inside. I am going to say that this is a case. It is a case, and I think the real estate agent would have gotten away with it, too, if it hadn't been for those meddling kids. <laughs> you know, the guy in the green van with the pot-smoking dog and, you know, <laughs> and Fred and Daphne always gone. Yes, I'm going to say that this is... Oh, my gosh, I've lost my glasses, and where's Daphne and Fred? Um so, yeah, this this is a case. They didn't call the mystery machine. Uh, and I'm going to say that the the, the plaintiff wins because that should have been disclosed, disclosed the reputation of the house as having a poltergeist. Or if it was a chicken, we'll call it a poultrygeist. But whatever. <laughs> poultrygeist. <laughs> I like oh, it. Oh, my gosh. I like it's it. Already, it's only hour two. <laughs> hour three, it's going to get really bad. Fred, what say you? Okay, I'm... I'm going to answer this because I know uh, generally there's a lot of disclosure laws about if someone's died in a house, you have to put them on notice. If their house is haunted or there's haunted, you have to disclose that. I don't know every state, but there's some states you have to disclose that. This is a case. In fact, I know an attorney that had bought a house, and I remember him telling me how he went through all the things, how haunted it was. And it was the same general town that I lived in. I've been by that house. Looking at that house, I would have told you it was haunted before he bought it. But he literally said it was weird at night. Doors would open and close. Things would happen. And he got out of the case. I mean, he got out of the house and said, you, and they refunded him his money because they did not advise him that it was haunted. Mark, what do you think? Very quickly. It, quickly. It is, a, it is a case. Absolutely. And who wins? And uh, it could be rescinded. So the buyer wins. I agree. Mark, so we all agree on this one. Uh Uh-oh. And then when we come back, Cal's going to tell us uh, about the haunted story and probably he tricked us all. Uh, But all I know is I'm going to, during the break, call Scooby-Doo and see if he knows how to solve this one. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back after this. I'm calling my dead grandfather to get the answer right now. All right, we'll do that. This is Radio Law Talk. The answer to Case or No Case will come up right after this. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. 
I am Cameron Levitt, Chief Operating Officer of Concussion Medical Clinic. California's first concussion medical clinic is now open. As concussions increase each year, there has never been a greater need for concussion specialists. Our physicians at Concussion Medical Clinic are board certified in pediatric neurology and sports medicine and have partnered with universities, hospitals, and rehab clinics to expedite the recovery process. Simply put, we are elevating the standard of care. When you need an expert concussion opinion or concussion care, visit concussionmedicalclinic.com to schedule your appointment. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny and Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny and Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. I'm going to quick quack car wash. Get my car washed, make it quick quack. Pretty shiny, sexy, just because I want to. Don't drive dirty. Going to get my car suds in the quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack, quickest and the cleanest by far. We're talking three skinny minutes sitting right in your car. Wash 100 feet of cloth. Washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, quick quack. I'll spruce her up just like that. You'll be happy looking snappy. You'll be glad you was at the quick quack. Car wash. Get on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest quick quack in the local area. Get in your car. Get in your truck. Get on the road and come visit the duck. Quick quack car wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. I knew I had a problem, but I didn't know what to do about it. I tried counting calories, I took pills, eating and eating, and then more eating. I really wanted to stop, but nothing could make me stop. At one point, it was so bad that I just felt like giving up. I felt so alone like nobody else could possibly understand we understand we're overeaters anonymous and we have helped thousands of people just like you people who want to stop their compulsive eating and start living a healthy rewarding life overeaters anonymous help me get my life back now i eat in a way that's healthy and good for me i never realized what i was missing out on with oa i am living again and loving it. Start living the life you deserve with help from Overeaters Anonymous. Find us on the web at oa.org. Are you serious? You're listening to RadioLawTalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny. So Todd and I are sitting here with our Ouija board. And uh, trying to figure this thing out. Mm. Oh, great master of the Ouija. Is Cal trying to stump us again? Yes, the Ouija board's helping us out. And the music in the background. Uh-oh, it's going towards no case. Oh, crud. All right, tell us, Cal. <laughs> we got Mark, uh, Mark Altimos yeah, is on the, on the line with us, and so. Todd and I. And then Mark's points goes to Todd. So uh, what say ye? Why don't you just well, go Well, all of you quickly? said this was the case. The purchaser bought a house in New York, but the house had a reputation 
of being haunted. There was no evidence of it being haunted, but it had a reputation. The purchaser said, well, wait a minute. There must be disclosure laws in New York, and nobody told me about the ghost, and I said case or no case. Everybody said it's a case, and everyone said the plaintiff prevails, correct? Yes. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, first, before we go forward, I want to tell you that not much in New York needs to be disclosed in real estate. For example, someone in New York who sells a property does not need to report if there are termites or cockroaches, collapsing roof, a problem with the foundation, leaky plumbing. However, the plaintiff brought this case to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court said, you know what? That's something you should have told him. And so, oh, yeah. <laughs> we all win. We're all winners. Yes. So each of you get two points. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this edition, this rather esoteric, it's a haunted spiritual edition of Case Ooh. or No Case. And, uh, Thank you. Uh, <laughs> well, that's what gra- I... My dead grandfather is telling me the name of the case is Stamboski versus Ackley. Okay, whatever that... Uh, that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. Very good. Uh, thanks, Cal. That's a good... What's our What's our third hour case or no case uh, going to be? You know? Let's see. Uh, do I know? Let's yes, see. I let's do. see. Let me fake uh, this one. I, I want you to use out. your Ouija and... Uh, or actually, next time I'm going to take you to New Mexico, okay. where a gentleman was a wannabe gangster and liked to sag his drawers. All right. We're going to talk about that. Hey, we like to thank WAEB 790 AM in Allentown, Pennsylvania. That is Mark's hometown area in Pennsylvania. They're a new affiliate of ours. Thank you for joining us. Uh, also, let, I've got to throw it out, Cal. We have to thank who? Who's the main one? Yep, it is out of... Nevada. Am- in the Am- oh, Amargosa, I- I- Amargosa oh, sure. Valley, sure. Nevada. I like the Amargosa Valley. We thank you for joining us, Mark, for those of you that if you don't understand that. Amargosa is one of our first. It's outside of Las Vegas. It's near Area 51. And yeah. they're a small, small station that was one of our first ones. And we love them. What we did at one time when we first started this show, we said, yeah, no one's listening to us in the Amargosa Valley. The phone rings, and it was like it was Bill was his name. Yep. I'm listening, and it was pretty funny. <laughs> we sent him an autographed mug and a shirt and all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. we love the Amargosa Valley. Supreme Court allows enforcement of new Trump asylum restrictions. So if those of you who don't realize what's going on and you're living under a rock, as I always say, that there are a lot of immigrants plowing through, really, Mexico to try to get in from other countries. Now, there's issues in the law, in the federal law, about... If you're seeking asylum, you you generally and again I'm doing this as a general law. Again, we're talking about general practice, general area of law. You can't go to another country and seek asylum through another country. You have to come from your country to the United States, generally speaking. That's what you, way you have to do it. So what's happening? These mi- the, the, the big migration through Mexico coming to uh, the United States, and they're trying to seek asylum. And by the way, there is approximately, and this is this is round numbers, 436. Thousand pending asylum requests right now, and so what Trump did is he basically said, "Look, you can't. The rules are you have to seek asylum from your country into our country, not through another country." And then we had obviously the left, which is generally it's the left that's gonna that fought that and said, "Well, then you, you, that's not right. It doesn't matter." The Supreme Court just held that is absolutely what Trump can do at this point. They're still. Reviewing some of the law, but at this point, the injunction by the lower court was lifted by the Supreme Court and said Trump has the right to do this at this time. They're still going through the court system. So that's the latest of what's going on. Uh, and in, to do this, by the way, is to enforce current laws and procedures. I mean, that's right. what the president wants to do. Right, right. right. You know, I, I want to point something out here. I've done a little research on this. Um, this idea didn't originate with Trump. If you recall, remember when there was the uh, the Syrian refugees that were coming in and the idea that we would take in thousands of Syrian refugees. One of the arguments at the time was that typically asylum claims were you have the country that you seek freedom from, that, that you want to leave, and that normally you would go to, the asylum seekers would go to a bordering country or the nearest country that could provide the relief and the freedom that those folks sought. And so the question was, why are we changing from that to have people now come 
directly to the United States from Syria? That was a question, and the, the issue raised there was that that form of asylum isn't typically the way things happen. During the Obama administration also, there was a push, because let's, let's not forget, regardless of what, where you stand on asylum, you have to understand that the road to come from Honduras, Chile, South America, to make it to the United States is a road fraught with peril, danger. It is a, it, it's a difficult thing to do. It's not like calling your travel agent and, and making a vacation plans. And so even back under the Obama administration, there was a push to try to educate folks in South American countries that it's not what you think. You can't come to the United States and come in the way that you think they can to try to counter this misinformation. And so enforcing these rules here gets it back to that. That's the justification. I don't think the litigation is done. No. But I don't think that they can enjoin it through a preliminary injunction. It's got to follow the normal litigation probably process. Probably where, Mark, where you live, there's probably not as much of that issue you know, like we are in California or Texas or these border states, is it? No. Yeah. I mean, well, we've had, well, I can't say that unequivocally. We've had uh, – there are areas of Pennsylvania that have, have had significant migra- migrant uh, migration in the last bunch of years. Yeah. We're going to be back uh, after hey, – Mark, thanks a lot. Uh, we're going to talk about NRA suing San Francisco. This is going to be a fun one. I, I'm still depressed because right now I don't see any vans driving down the freeway with dust on them. We'll be right back. If you don't know what I'm talking about, think about it. This is Radio Law Talk, and you're listening on RadioLawTalk.com and on your favorite radio station. We'll be right back. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376. 800-918-1376. That's 800-918-1376. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they are able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse,
warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800 Today we decided to walk to school. At the corner, we waited to cross the street. The stoplight counted down. 15, 14, 31, I mean 13. We took a left on Carroll Garden Street. Loud music was coming from a car. Danny's a smart kid, but he gets so distracted. There were so many other sounds, I didn't know what to focus on. Danny, Earth to Danny. Suddenly he realized he forgot his homework again. I left my homework on the table. At the school steps we hugged goodbye. I really hope he doesn't have another bad day at school today. When you can see learning and attention issues from their side, you can be on their side. That's why there's understood.org, a free online resource for the parents of the one in five kids with learning and attention issues. Get personalized recommendations, practical tips, daily access to experts, and more. Go from misunderstanding to understood.org. Brought to you by Understood and the Ad Council. Oh, that's down. Oh, stop it. Time to get back to Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and on your favorite radio station. Little known fact, Fred Penny's father, did you know this, was born in San Francisco. My dad was born in San Francisco in the 30s. Uh, my grandmother grew up there. Uh, my dad grew up there. And uh, uh, San Francisco's a beautiful town. I mean, but let me tell you, it's not as beautiful as it used to be. It is, it is being overrun and, and it's become more dirty. I'm sorry, San Francisco, but you need to clean it up. And, and, and I'm just going to get to this point. My dad told me straight from my dad, and this is he's passed away a while back. He said, you need love. He says, my beautiful city is just turning, you know, it, it, it used to be so clean, and there's a lot of homeless problems. And, and they know that, and they're trying to fix it. And they're throwing a lot of money in it, and they're still having issues fixing it. But what's interesting, and we know this, come on, we're not political, but San Francisco leans so far left, I think they're off the, 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 the cliff, you know. But and the NRA, NRA they're going to argue, leans too far right. But So for these two to clash is not unusual. But Todd, what, tell us what happens. What, okay, so what happens here is they have the uh, Board of Supervisors gets together after the shooting of Gilroy at the Gilroy Festival. By the way, the Gil- Gilroy Garlic Festival is not in San Francisco, but Gilroy's probably an hour and a half, two hours from San Francisco. And that was, uh, and by the way, I saw on the news the other night, all the officers, or most of the officers at the Gilroy Festival have AK-47s, AR-15s, or whatever. They've got the assault rifles, like, visible, not you know, but they're literally have them visible and walking around. They're so, packing. They're packing. Yeah, they're right. packing big time. So uh, what happens here is uh, ever since that happened, some of the um, far left, their left, uh, pretty far left uh, supervisors over in San Francisco says, we're not putting up with this anymore. And what we're going to do is we're going to put a vote and we're going to put out a vote for the San Francisco Board of Supervisors to basically uh, what the NRA is saying is blacklist anyone associated with the NRA, 
and basically uh, what the NRA says is trying to uh, punish them for those who disagree with them, but they called the NRA, and I'm going to say it, we're politically neutral, this is too far in my opinion, calls them a domestic terrorist organization. I mean, come on, San Francisco, and usually I stay politically neutral. They're not a domestic terrorist organization. Now you can disagree with people and that's great and I think that's what all that's what our country's about. It's about we agree to disagree. And there's nothing wrong with that's why we have the first amendment. That's what what's all about. Cal, you want Well, my question is how many of these attacks like the Gilroy Garlic Festival did the NRA plan, assist in executing, provide opportunities to execute any of that because if they were a domestic terrorist organization, they'd have to be involved in executing those attacks, and would they so, not? Yeah, this is their this is the argument of San Francisco. The argument of San Francisco is, but you're right, but they're supporting all these assault rifles Therefore, indirectly, they are uh, basically attack uh, part of these attacks, um, and so that's how they're arguing. I don't, Mark. I don't know that out there in Pennsylvania, this is quite as a hot a topic. But uh, what what are they saying out there in Pennsylvania about this this issue? Well, it, basically, I agree with you, Fred. I mean, this is one of these. I think we've gone a little bit too far, people. Which is a you know, which is an epidemic, by the way, on both sides of the spectrum. Can we all agree on that? Right. I Absolutely. Agree. Amen. <clears throat> you know, people label things with the extreme because it gets you attention. And that's what you see going on more and more. Right. And I think the important thing, Mark, is what comes. What it comes down to is, and we as lawyers know this, and, and as lawyers, you know, uh, uh, you know, generally, obviously, I'm leaning on the plaintiff's side, and so does Mark, but our defense counsel or the people we go against, we go out and have breakfast with them afterwards. And, and I've had people say, well, why are, you, why are you having breakfast with them? Are you guys colluding? No, you know what? Here's the deal. We can agree to disagree and we can pound on each other in court, but good lawyers realize, look, we let's agree to disagree and move on and still get along. It's right? just business, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, Cal, to, to answer your question, yeah. how, how many of those were the NRA involved and in? And how many did they sanction now, and say, good job, way to go? Now, listen, I, I'm just reading from the resolution that was passed by the Board of Supervisors. Gotcha. Download, this is, I'm reading what – I'm not advocating. No, I'm reading it, yeah. okay? Yeah. So on page two, they say, whereas the National Rifle Association, through its advocacy, has armed those individuals – those would be the people that commit those acts – has armed those individuals who would have committed acts of terrorism. So the, the resolution – is alleging that through advocacy, the NRA is arming those people. That is their allegation, which I think is a stretch of all stretches. There's my opinion, sure. but that yeah. is what they say But here. it's a fraudulent claim because they didn't arm them to commit those acts. They simply defended their right to legally own a weapon. Now, now here are some things. Obviously, the National Rifle Association is going to has filed a lawsuit to have this declared unconstitutional because it's not just this resolution to say that they are a terrorist organization. The other problem is that the balance of the resolution is to have the city of San Francisco cease to do business with any vendor that does business with the National Rifle Association. So That's if, an issue. If a hotel wants to give a rate to the NRA having a convention in the Bay Area, inside the city limits or outside, they're going to curtail that. They're going to try to identify any vendor that the city of San Francisco works with, or the Board of Supervisors of the county works with, and if you do any business with the NRA... San Francisco won't do business with you. That's what they're going for. And that's where the NRA is going to show their damage. I think they might win on that one, uh, on that yeah. issue. And that would include, by the way, for example, investing in companies for the, with, through their retirement accounts and so on that do business with the NRA or offer them discounts and so on. And there are many companies, I say several, not many, few companies that have decided to pull their NRA Benny packages, hotel breaks, rental car discounts, stuff like that. But that's the company's business. For a, for a civic organization to come and twist somebody's arm and say, you can no longer have freedom of association, we're going to stop that. I wonder about that. Now, here's where I think legally this is going to have 
some trouble, where it's going to face some challenges brought by the NRA. First, they talk about mass shootings, and I think they give a statistic that it happens one a day. The problem with the term mass shootings is there's at least seven different definitions of a mass shooting. Okay, one is, is it three or more people? Then another is four or more people, including the perpetrator. I mean, those definitions would include even instances where people are killed by police activity. And so you have to have a definition so that everybody's working off the same one. But even more than that, they talk about how the resolution... From the, so- From the San Francisco Board of Supervisors, talks about the Department of Justice and how they define terrorist activity. And the definition that they use is interesting because they didn't pull it from the crimes and portions portion portion of the Department of Justice Policies and Procedures Manual. The definition they used, they pulled from... Aliens and nationality, inadmissible illegal aliens in the United States. They pulled it from the criteria for denying people admission to the United States if that person was engaged in terrorist activity. So you've got that definition, which is different from the definition used by the Department of Justice for domestic terrorism. So they've mislabeled it, and it's a huge thing because of the constitutional protection of free speech. Yeah, if somebody says things and they're not a member of the United States trying to get in, you can use that to show terrorist activity. But the definition has to be different for people that are here in the United States because you're allowed to talk. You're protected by the Constitution, correct. Exactly. And so that's going to be a huge hurdle, the fact that they use the wrong definitions. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. We're going to hear about this later. Mark, you got a comment? My comment is that San Francisco should find another way without trying to use government action to stop the free speech of the NRA, even though um, there's many things I disagree about with the NRA. There's my comment. Right, and that's exactly right. So though we disagree with things, we as lawyers understand the importance of the Constitution and those who – do things that we don't agree with, but they doggone it, they have the right to do it. You know, whether the whether it's offensive or not, it's that's that's what our country's made of, and and that's I worry about. You know, I always think about Hitler. I always go back to okay, what happened with Hitler? What did he start doing? He started controlling where people had no say. He took things away from everybody. He he became so powerful that he that it was the government and ran everything. That's what we got to be careful of in the United States. And go ahead, Todd. One strategy I see here is at the end of the day, you got people on the right, people on the left, and what's in the middle is usually what ends up being authorized and where people go. San Francisco is doing this, probably knowing it's going to be overturned, but they just want to run it as far to one side as they can to change the Center point. No, not San Francisco. No. That's what it's. A, I think what? that's where it's at. <laughs> oh my gosh! And by the way, we don't have any affiliates in San Francisco. Everybody, call call the San Francisco <laughs> station and tell them put Radio Law Talk in because I said that it's a little bit dirty there. They got to clean it up. All right, we're going to be back to talk more about uh, Mercedes Benz and a battle between them and a bunch of artists. We'll be right back. Remember, you can stream Radio Law Talk live from our website, radiolawtalk.com, nine to noon Pacific. And you can also podcast or listen to any of our previous shows. They're all right there for you to enjoy. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. 
Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In. Ready to grow with you. I am Cameron Levitt, Chief Operating Officer of Concussion Medical Clinic. California's first concussion medical clinic is now open. As concussions increase each year, there has never been a greater need for concussion specialists. Our physicians at Concussion Medical Clinic are board certified in pediatric neurology and sports medicine and have partnered with universities, hospitals, and rehab clinics to expedite the recovery process. Simply put, we are elevating the standard of care. When you need an expert concussion opinion or concussion care, visit concussionmedicalclinic.com to schedule your appointment. The cost of getting rid of garbage is high and recycling products is lucrative. If you're a business or know of a business that needs an individual compactor or baler, call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. If you already have an industrial compactor, baler, or shredder and need service, don't forget to call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. Northwest Compacting, your full-service industrial compacting and baling company. Read more about them at Northwest northwestcompacting.com. Many women have so many clothes in the closet, but then we go to get dressed and find we have nothing to wear. Ah! We've all been there. We all want to be comfortable and fashionable at the same time, and it's difficult to find clothing that makes that task effortless. But at Letty and Company, you can find trendy, comfortable clothing that is affordable, things you'll want to wear every day. Shop with a purpose online with free shipping. Just go to lettyandcompany.com lettyandcompany.com Eva Marie smoked 12,000 packs of cigarettes over 15 years she quit and now there's a new lung cancer screening that could save her life you stopped smoking now start screening no matter how much you smoked Early detection could save you. Talk to your doctor or learn more at savedbythescan.org. If you pay my fee, I'll take your cake. Time to get back to Radio Law Talk on radiolawtalk.com and on your favorite radio station. There was a famous artist by the name of Adrian Faulkner in January 2018 sued General Motors after his mural on the side of a parking garage was shown in a Cadillac uh, campaign. Now, again, it wasn't specifically a picture of his mural, but of the parking general area. And he said, you have to pay me for uh, having my art being shown on that commercial. Now, what happened is GM brought what's called a motion for summary judgment. That is basically saying, look, it doesn't even need to go to a jury. The facts alone and the law alone, we win before it even hits a jury. That was denied by the courts. And so that doesn't, again, that doesn't mean that GM lost. That just means it goes to a jury and they decide whether or not there was a copyright infringement in using that general picture. They weren't taking, that's the whole issue that, that uh, Cadillac argued is it's, we're not using, quote, the picture. It just happens to be in the background. So that issue, be, you know, was, was a hot button. But guess what happened? They settled out of court, so it never got resolved. Now, this is what's important. Now, the same thing Mercedes is, is saying, okay, we're going to do a preemptive strike because Mercedes is doing the same thing. There's an artist that has Mercedes emblem on 
the background of something and and they're and, and they're worried about the artist coming back and saying you owe us money for that, right, Todd? Yeah, so so what happened was Mercedes ran this commercial, and in the commercial for, I believe it was their G-Class truck, and commercials are now played on Instagram and everything, and, and this artist is watching on Instagram and sees this Mercedes commercial and says, oh my gosh, look in the background. That's my artwork on the building in the background. And so, thinking like most artists do, I got to get paid. I need some cash here. And so he went, or this artist went and Wrote sent a, a threatening yeah. letter yep. to Mercedes saying, pay up. You know, you're using my artwork in your commercial. Pay up. Todd, was the letter in, in painting form? I don't know. It was just I a mean, bunch of paintings, the murals. It, it could have been. Oh, you know, I, wait, I've seen these guys do stuff. Weren't but. both of these things in publicly displayed places to which the public has access? Yes. And how on earth can that be a copyright well, violation? Well, it, it, it depends. That's the typical lawyer answer. But what Mercedes did was they called the guy's bluff. They just didn't respond with a, well, we think we have this. Mercedes said, okay, we'll see your threatening letter. We'll raise you a lawsuit. (laughs) They went and filed basically to preemptively say, you can't sue us for this. This is not a copyright violation. Our work is protected under the Architectural Works Copyright Protection Act of 1990, which says we can show architecture in the background. See, that's the whole issue is. Now, if the issue is, and Mark, we're going to have you comment in a second on this. I want you to, uh, I want to ask you a question on it. But here's the issue. If they would have just taken a picture of that art on the wall and that's all that was seen, different story. What Mercedes and GM argued is it's a background, a landscape background, and it happens to have, you know, that guy's art on it. Okay, suppose they were in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. And they shot a commercial, and they showed the Bethlehem Steel building in the background. And the guy who owns Bethlehem Steel building, because nobody makes steel there anymore, if he said, wait a minute, that's my building, and that's my sign up there. You can't show my building no, in the that's background. No, that's not art. So their argument is that is there's no art there. The, art, the argument is that's my piece of art that you're using for making money and making commercials. Hold on, Mark. I want Mark to comment. What do you, Mark, you, mm. what do you think about that? I think this is an interesting issue. <laughs> Especially for a personal injury lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> but um, let's let's put it this way: um, if somebody were, if you were to create anything, all right, and and GM took a picture of what you created, and then made money off of it, all right, whether it's a mural or a sculpture, uh, what, don't you think you should be compensated well, for that? Absolutely. But what about if it's in a background, though, Mark? What if you're you're, uh, you're doing your car driving by? Uh, an area in Allentown, Pennsylvania, that has actually a bunch of artwork on the back. Do they have to pay each of those artists for that? Well, the answer is that I don't know the answer to that. That's right. one of the great things we can say as lawyers. Right. But right. I could, my instincts tell me that the question is probably whether it's incidental to what they're trying to promote or the focus of using it primarily to help them promote something. You see the difference? Right. Sure. Right. How do you monetize that? How would you put a value on that? Because Mercedes is selling the car. They're not selling the art. So how do you monetize what the damages would be? Oh, again, that's, you got me on this. Uh, Fred, do you have any idea? How you, no, I mean, Todd does. Todd's got an idea. Well, well first, you know, Cal, you raised an interesting point with the Bethlehem Steel thing, because I think that raises a good starting point under this act, which is... Cal's argument was if, if they show this and in the background the guy for Bethlehem Seal says, hey, that's my building. That's And the AWCA or whatever the acronym is, the AWCPA would cover that because clearly that is an architectural landscape in the background that the act was designed to protect. Mercedes is taking this a step further and saying, well, if you're going to protect the architectural framework as a whole, what about how it's adorned on the outside? And if you have chosen to put this picture up there, you can't circumvent the act because somebody decided to put a picture there. And that's the argument. And and it's tough because, as Fred was saying, the sa- a similar argument was raised in the GM case. Summary judgment was denied, but we never figured out how a jury would rule or what would happen because they ended up settling after a result of that. So we're going to see here, and I think that, look, if you take a close-up of it so that all you see is the picture and now the architectural framework is not the prominent display, it's the substance of the picture, yeah, you probably got a copyright claim, but clearly here, I mean, look, they didn't drive, 
and picked this location for the commercial because of that picture. It was more because of the background and the framing and the way the the buildings look. The urban and, look, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Right. Well, I got the answer. You want me to give you guys the answer? Please. please I've got please, it. I, I know what's. Yeah. I know how we're going to handle this. It's very simple. I think what happens is Mercedes and this artist need to get together, and they need to call San Francisco. <laughs> and they need to ask San Francisco if there's any way that Mercedes driving by there is a terrorist act. Oh. Now, if driving a car by their art becomes a terrorist act, the city of San Francisco can have an ordinance and make anyone that drives a Mercedes possibly not able to do anything in San Francisco. Mm. And that might be able to solve this issue. And so I think San Francisco is the way to go. Don't you talk? I, I do. I sure. Whatever. I, 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 can, I can tell you I can tell you this. It's not just it's not just the murals on buildings in cop in cases like this, copyrights. Mark my words, we've already started to see it. We're gonna see it more because of the prevalence of tattoos. People who have tattoos show up in a commercial. I was talking with a person on a set yesterday. They had to change the tattoos on his hand. He's a, a professional musician. But they had to use a Sharpie to change the tattoos on his hand from the design to something different for purposes of the shoot because they didn't want the tattoo artist to see the commercial and come back and say, hey, that's my work. That's my work, and it's showing up a commercial even though it's on your body. It's Copyright is being used so much in music. It's being used in murals, tattoos. I mean... And my dad was right. Yep. I always say my dad was right because this is getting all so convoluted. There's one person and one person only that's going to benefit from this. And that's that. the lawyer. That's the lawyers. My dad said at the end of the day, the only one standing holding the money is the lawyer. you got to be a lawyer. So I, is that right, Mark? Isn't right, how the world should be? I mean, isn't that how it's... <laughs> yeah, everybody feels sorry for the lawyers, right? That's the way things should work. I mean... That's exactly right. That's why people hate lawyers when they listen to us talk like it's this. Like, it's <laughs> like that Dr. Seuss story about the sneeches, and the guy kept... You know, he had the service to change people from one to the other, one to the back, and then when everybody ran out of money, he just left. And then, you know, <laughs> hey, it was the guy selling the service that made the money. That's exactly right. Well, we've, <laughs> we were coming up on our top of the hour. Mark, thanks for joining us. We really enjoyed Mark Altamos. Uh, don't forget the firm is Cohen Feely, Altamos, and Rambo. And what is her first name, Rambo? Kelly. Kelly. Kelly Rambo, I'm sorry for mentioning that you are like the Rambo on television. I know you're a powerhouse lawyer that probably runs these uh, other individuals. Um, but remember, uh, if, if you want to go back and listen to any of these shows, go to www.radiolawtalk.com, click on the podcast, and you know the best part about it? It's not just you can look up different shows over the last two years you can type in what you want the name and it's supposed to search it and you'll find that podcast on that day and that specific hour we'll be back talk to you later thanks for joining us later see See you mark Mark. you have been listening to radiolawtalk.com a copyrighted presentation of radio law talk incorporated